some reason. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast, Whole Lot of Nothing. Today's a really exciting episode because I've got my two favourite people in the world on with me. Um, my grandparents. Well, just say hi first, both of you. Hi. My name's Dan and uh, I'm the, uh, the better half of, <laughs> of the duo called Bet and Dan. And, uh, How mean is that? <laughs> <laughs> hi, my name's Bet, and I'm Sarah's grandmother. Um, I'm 80 years old. Um, Dan and I have been married, wow, 59 years we've been married. That'll next year it'll be 60. That's quite a th- an achievement. It is. What are your thoughts on my podcast, first off? Because I know you guys listen. I've told everybody at home that you listen. It's a great idea. It, it, it gets um, it, it gets us kind of huddled around, kind of listening to it, and uh, yeah, we learn things. We, we, <laughs> learn, we learn things about our granddaughter that we never knew before. And maybe you shouldn't know particularly. Some of my friends are worried about the stories they tell. No, well, they're, not too. They've not, not been, They've not been too bad so far. Not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite surprised that some of, some of the language you use. I know, it's foul. It is. But yeah, these guys have been so supportive of my podcast since I started it and just dropping out of uni and everything. Obviously, you didn't encourage it. But um, what are your kind of thoughts on what I've done and with dropping out of uni and how did it make you feel? What did you sort of expect I was going to do? And is it different to the outcome? I think it's always difficult choosing uh, your way in life, mm. and in uni, it's it's different again because um, who knows where your life can take you, and if you choose the wrong the wrong track, uh, it it can stuff up your life more than more than anything. But uh, I think um, Sarah's got her head screwed on, and and she knows basically what she wants to do, but she just found a direction that she might uh, which might improve her outcomes and uh, I think she's thought about it and, and she thought about kind of ducking out the, of the course that she was on and um, and now she's t- chosen a path which I think will be great. One of the reasons is because I did communications yeah. at, at uni as well so. Which is funny that it worked out like that. Yes when I did communications I said uh, I didn't have enough grounding in English mm. to be able to do that thing. So I, I had to do a double. Yeah. So I chose English literature. Yeah. And I'm glad I did because I I wasn't a, a very good reader or uh, a very um, prolific reader. But after I did English literature, I became prolific reader. Well, yeah. I mean, you had a different education to me. So mm. I understand that your reading wouldn't have been, you know, up to scratch yeah, well, like it, mine. <laughs> I can read all right, but it was just... What, what he read. What, what I, you read, yeah, I mean... The, the subjects I read. What about you, Bet? What do you think of everything that went on with me and uni? And- it sounds very interesting, the course you've decided to do. Uh, you've, you're very enthusiastic about it. Um, and it's, uh, our entire family is connected to media and communication in some way or the other. Yeah, yeah. So, it's uh, true. It, just seemed natural that Sarah would follow that, go down that path. So yeah, I just wanted to get into you guys, um, share a bit of your wisdom 
with everybody listening, where I'm at, at life right now, in my 20s, sort of what led you to your 20s and your upbringing. And I'll start with you, Pa, because I think you have a very interesting story to tell. Pa actually grew up near London, raised... In London. In London, pardon me. East end of London. Yep, and he was growing up during the war, so I'll let him take a stage. I was born in January of 1939. That was just at the beginning, right at the beginning of the war. And uh, I experienced with my family um, some of the worst bombing in London at at the time. And uh, because we lived in an area around the Docklands, it was a target of the uh, the German Luftwaffe. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so... um, Luftwaffe. And uh, luckily we had an air raid shelter in in the... in the garden, which was supplied by the government. Yeah, so explain what that is, because I don't think many people know. Well, it was a kind of a dugout uh, thing, and they lined it with concrete um, walls, mm. and they put a, um, a steel top over the top of it and then covered it with earth, and you had a doorway in and a door to kind of close after you when you got in. And uh, when you heard the siren uh, go off, which announced the arrival of the... German aircraft overhead for bombing. That's where you went. You went down into the into the air raid shelter. Under the ground. And you know it's underground, but not that far underground. Mm. But anyway, that didn't last for long because uh, after a few air raids, our house itself got a direct hit and, and blew the place apart. And when we came out of the, the air raid shelter, we found that no house. Oh my gosh. No, nothing. No furniture, no clothes. That, well, only the clothes that we took down. Brought down with you. With, yeah, so it was it was um, a disaster. And they promptly said, okay, well, you can't stay here anymore. You have to, you have to move to another, another place. So they took us up the road to a film theatre. A few nights later, that took a direct hit as well. And we were in, in their shelter and we came out of there and after the, the theatre had been blown away. They said, well, you can't stay here either, so we have to move you on. So they moved us on to an underground uh, railway line, so you were protected from the bombing, and we slept on the platforms there. So you were in, in the railway, and then you got moved, all of your siblings got moved. Yeah, well, they, eventually they said, like, you know, um, you'll just have to move to the country. Uh, and they put labels around our neck, like, you know, kind of who we were and where yeah. we come from. Man, yeah. Lanyards. Yeah, on a lanyard, yeah. <laughs> and, Not uh, labels. No, they were labels, yeah. I guess they were labels. Yeah. But on a, on a lanyard. just on your neck, yeah. like, yeah. And they sent us off to the countryside. I think one was in Shropshire somewhere, mm. on a farm, and uh, we were only there for a, a day or two. The people who, who took us in were really awful to us. Like, you know, they didn't, didn't want us there. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they said, we can't put up with, uh, with these people. We have to move you on again, so... They moved us on to uh, a place in Cornwall. So they had to put us in a hotel. And the hotel was a fabulous hotel, right <laughs> right on the on the end of a peninsula that sticks out in Cornwall called called uh, Sennan Cove. Five-star treatment. Uh, yeah, very very much five-star treatment. And uh, we stayed there for 18 months, two years, I think. Wow. So you had five siblings or are you one of five is that correct? one of six one of six so you had five siblings yeah um tell us a little bit about how your mum dealt with that and you guys splitting up and well my mum she was an absolute wonder woman really she was 
so strong in nature, capable woman. Yeah. And uh, we, we weren't all kind of together at the one time in the family of six. No. Because uh, there was only kind of uh, myself, my sister Sylvia, and my brother Jim. Mm. Later on came Leah, Sandra, and Roger. But she obviously, yeah, had to deal with looking after you guys, single mother, because your dad was away at war. She had to work. She had to work. You were saying all of your earnings from the jobs you did have, nearly all of it went to her to support you guys. Oh, yeah, much much later on when we come back to London, mm. that's how you used to survive. If, if you went out to work, you had to put it all back into the family. Whatever you earned came back to the family. And that's what <laughs> divides us because... Now, I'm refusing to pay board. No, I'm not refusing, but I'm hesitant to pay board. Yeah. And these two think it's very important. So well, they'll be glad to know that I am paying yeah, well, my board, paying my it's dues. It's instilled in, in us. Yes, of we, course it would be. A bit different for Betty, and she'll explain, yeah. a bit, she'll explain her kind of side of the story. Tell us about it, Bet. My grandma grew up in India, um, yeah. hence our beautiful brown skin. <laughs> Yeah. So tell us about that and your story growing up. My mother was, um, she had a sister and two brothers. Her and her sister went to a convent with French nuns. So right. she, might, she could speak French quite affluently. Her mother was a very clever lady. She realised, or she wanted both her girls to have a training so they could earn their own living. So my mum went to uh, train as a nurse and her sister went to train as a teacher. What about yeah. you? And well, when I was about, I think about six or seven, I was sent to boarding school with my brother because my father was a bridge engineer, so he had to go, he was posted at, at towns that didn't have very good schools. or So we were sent to oh, a, I see. A, a school that had sort of a higher standard of teaching and in south uh, india in south india yeah and um so uh, that's my brother and i went there and then later on my mum sent my sister she was only five years old when she left her in boarding school she was still sucking her fingers she was you know she very was very young very and uh, after boarding school uh, my father was transferred to a town where there was a a reputable school so we went to this uh, other school as day scholars which did we visit yes this school yes we did uh, she gave she gave us afternoon tea do you remember i do remember the cake, the cake and um, yeah. a cup of tea um my brother me and my grandma visited india well south india in 2019 yeah i believe yeah and we visited her old boarding schools both of them yeah which was very interesting for me and Ari especially to see the history. And there was even, um, my favourite memory is looking at those photos of the boxing rink. Yes. And your, you telling the stories about your brother in there and the mischief he caused. Yeah. Always getting himself in trouble. He was naughty. Yes. Very naughty. What made your move to England and what was the oh, story? Oh, because we were Anglo-Indians and when India, when India got its independence... They didn't want, uh, they wanted to put Indians in the job, in the high uh, position jobs, because most of the high position jobs were held by English or Anglo-Indians who were educated. So um, my my dad could see the writing on the wall that we weren't going, and 
unless we were prepared to dress in a sari mm. and talk and speak whatever the dialect was, we would never get a decent job. So he he decided we have to move. He had a very high position, you see, so he was all right, you know. But he, for us, he knew that we'd have to move. And a few of the friends that are left behind in India, they all have, they wear saris. They're Anglo-Indian, yeah. but they they have to assimilate otherwise they're not going to get be given jobs or yeah. anything yeah so that's why we went to it and then my dad booked our fares here yeah, to sail from india to england um and we were sailing on the 13th of march and uh, he died on the 13th of december wow six months yeah so, so my mum. No, March, uh, four months. January, February, March, three months. He died before you. Went. Yeah, he and died. You, you guys made the move. And anyway. your, my mum decided she was only thirty-nine. My mum, my dad was much older than my mum. He was fifty-six. Wow. Yeah, fifty-six. She was only big 30, difference. Big difference. But she was a trained nurse anyway, which she wasn't working. Yeah. When, uh, you guys. But it came in handy when she went to England, of you course, see. Of course, yeah. Such a big culture change as well, and oh. just a shift in always. Yeah, yeah, and she... Single um, parent. But she was very lucky because my father left her enough money to buy a house outright and uh, furnish it. So she was very lucky. Yeah. She didn't have to struggle. Yeah, So, But true. she did go to work so that she could... Primarily so she could meet people. Yeah. Otherwise, she wouldn't have met anybody or yeah. anything, you know. Anyway, so that's a bit of background about the two of you guys. So that's how we arrived in England. Yes, and then obviously at one point down the path, you found each other and... <laughs> I, we met at work. We both worked for a publisher in the City of London. Mm. And it was love. <laughs> well... I'd seen Betty around the traps, you know, and I used to ask about her, who's that girl that... I thought she was Mexican or something like that, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and they said, oh, that's, that's Betty, and she worked for the editor of the Stock Exchange Gazette. So I thought, oh. Anyway, as luck would have it, I used to work on the Stock Exchange Gazette producing um, a magazine for them, mm. and, uh, and we got thrown together by accident. We got thrown, thrown together in another building when we all, the, the, the company moved to another building. Yeah. And we worked together in the same building. And then we got to know each other there. Lovely. Lovely, lovely. We do have, obviously, some questions to get through. But before that, I wanted us to talk a bit about me growing up and my brother and I and your fondest memories of us because I've got so many of us. <laughs> well, but, you you for a start, when you were born, we used to call you Serious Sarah because oh. you refused to smile at one stage. Now we can't stop you smiling. <laughs> yeah, no, it was weird. I was the grumpiest, almost oh. ugliest looking baby in the world. Oh, I think no. So. Serious Sarah. Serious Sarah, never cracking a smile. But what were we like, Ari and I, growing up more so, like oh, toddler age? Good fun. Good. We had such a lot of fun yeah. with, with both of you. I mean, because mum was working, uh, you know, and dad, obviously, you know, his his job wasn't nine to five. No. So you never know knew where you were with him. Yeah. Uh, so we used to 
look after you a, a lot, lot because of their jobs. Their jobs were just not regular yeah. hours, you know. But we had so much fun. Oh, God, yeah. We got used, up to so much oh, mischief. The things we used to do, I mean, I just, we used to, went to the zoo together. Do you remember yeah. going to the zoo? And Ari, all Ari wanted to do was go and see the reptile. Oh, my the, gosh. The nocturnal animals. That, he was more interested in that. And then we'd... Um, oh, I just we remember were, going to the ice rink. The ice rink. The Coburn rink. Oh, ice rink. that used to be Once such... Once a week. Honestly, we went was so, so much... And Ari would refuse to get off the ice. Kept skating and oh, skating. For the whole, I think you get like three hours or two he was, hours. He was obsessed. With, he was obsessed. Yeah, yeah. And then we were, we went. I don't know if you can remember. We went to the the museum, Perth Museum. Oh, yeah. We used to go we there all the time. Always go yeah. there. And this one time we went, they had uh, these um, big puppets. The, oh, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park puppets. Yeah, the, whatever they were. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. And they, and they were coming around in the crowd. Well, Ari nearly pooed his face. Got such a fright. <laughs> and then we went to uh, ukulele lessons. Yeah, ukulele lessons. <laughs> Museum's a big one. We were always at oh, the museum. museum, yeah. And used to love those drawers, you know. Oh, all... yeah, the butterflies in them and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like we were angels then for you. Oh, well, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Oh, I did smack Ari once because he was naughty. I can't remember what he did. Well, we, I think we did a lot. I remember him. And I him. smacked him and he went, you smacked me. I said, and there'll be another one in <laughs> a I'll minute. do it again. <laughs> I think you should tell the story of when Ari keyed the car. Oh, oh that dear. one is funny. Uh, well, you, you may not know it, but I, I love my cars <laughs> a lot. A lot, yes. And uh, and I just cleaned my car, I think, and it was in in the garage. And both Sarah and Ari were playing in the garage doing things. And uh, I went out to my car and 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 I thought, what's that on the side of my car? And it was a big A and a big R and a big I. <laughs> about a, a foot deep. <laughs> and I said, who's drawn on the side of my car? Yeah. And Ari said, Sarah. Sarah did it. Sarah did it. And I said, Sarah couldn't have done it because she doesn't even know how to, to spell it. <laughs> you, you'd started telling her off and I said she can't spell exactly, exactly right I was literally couldn't walk yet I know oh. and Ari was, was his way out I suppose cheeky thought, bugger oh yeah, yeah. Totally. he thought so if I can blame it on her because there's no way she's going to take any blame because she's so strong <laughs> she'd take, she would take the blame because she loved him so much I yeah. know I was always yeah. doing it yeah okay guys well I guess we'll get into the questions yeah because you guys have a lot of wisdom and a lot of advice and you've given me so much advice throughout the years that I wanted to give people listening an opportunity to get some for themselves as well. We all need it, the, the millennials. The best bit of advice I ever gave you is when you went to the snowfields. Yeah. And you, you, you were skiing up in the snowfields and I told you, don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> Half of it's <laughs> fake. But I will remember that forever, that rule. Um, okay, so a couple of questions were sent in. Um, on the Instagram, which you guys follow. You're very uh, techie. But I had a couple that I thought would be good for us to answer. Because 
They're interesting. So the first one, the dog has done a fart again. I can smell yeah. it. <laughs> they are horrendous. The first question I thought we should do is, what have you seen change in me over the years and what have you seen stay the same in me? Well, you you always had your own little personality. I mean, uh, it was obvious that your personality was, was bright and cheerful, uh, apart from the fact that you never smiled much when you, when you were a baby. <laughs> Serious Sarah, Serious but Sarah. Uh, but um, you developed into a, a person with lots of personality and charm. Yeah, and and that's how. So that's how I've stayed the same. Yeah, you've yeah. stayed the same. Yes. Yeah. What has anything changed in me, really? Well, your determination, I think, has changed because uh, you, you didn't have a lot of de- determination when you were younger, but but you you've developed that on a mega scale, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so you know what you want and you and you set yourself out to do it. I do. Yeah. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> what about you, Bet? What do you think? Well, what do I think? I don't know. I, I I'm in I'm in awe with uh, your intelligence, your um you think very clearly. I, I mean, I, I was never like that at your age. I was very scatty and you know, and I, I never really thought deeply but you do you think deeply which is good you're a very kind person isn't she yeah i'll agree with that yeah Aww. Very, very kind yeah and you care you care a lot about people yeah oh you're gonna make me all emotional thank you um that's very nice of you um so the next thing is what's the most important thing that we have taught each other so i can go first I think the most important thing that you've taught me is that being happy is the most important thing and that obviously with uni and stuff, when I finished, I keep bringing up uni, but when I finished school and I didn't think it was the right choice, I think it's, no offence to you guys, but sort of common for parents and grandparents to put pressure on kids because of the traditional ways and you know really push their kids to go to school straight straight after high school and you know to make sure they they're striving for a full-time jobs at an early age but you guys haven't ever put that pressure on me and obviously you knew that I would sort of get myself there anyway I think we developed tolerance yeah because uh, we had to tolerate what you wanted to do with it with your life yeah and uh, and although we couldn't see it at first we had the tolerance to kind of sit back and, and wait for you to develop and uh so I think tolerance was a, a big part of our lesson to you for growing up. Yeah. Mm. What do you think I've taught you then? That's a hard one to answer. <laughs> Over to you, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies first. Uh, yeah. Um, you've made me question a lot of things, Sarah. You have... Um, no, you can't tear up on me. Yeah. No. <laughs> you have very um, um, good... Uh, 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 views on 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 subjects, and they're not that you've uh, thought about them, and uh, and your views on certain subjects really um, make me think again about. Oh, oh, I'm no good at this, am I? Oh no! <laughs> Your wife, she's wiser than her age. Yes, that's yeah. true. And when You're I a very wise you, person, you come out Sarah. with something, Sarah, and I shared them with my friend Linda, and she cracks up because 
you're so mature for your for your age and i was so immature at your age you know but i think that you guys gave me the space to grow in that way like i don't know i think about other people and they weren't really given the opportunity to i don't know how to how to word it properly but experience yeah this. instead of you guys have just let me do you know obviously experience. you've looked after me and made sure i was responsible but you've just let me do whatever i whatever oh, yeah. i want to do yeah and obviously i went traveling for a couple of years and you just say okay and just yeah. enjoy yourself and learn and because you've done that that's where the maturities come from if you had said no you need to stay home you need to have your job go to uni that's not an opportunity for me no, to grow no. and experience things at all you no, know no. and everyone's we didn't different, want to but... we didn't want to hold you back in any way shape yeah. or form well, no and you, your parents would have done that if you you know yeah, we, yeah. We, just... we, we weren't your parents but we were your grandparents i know but you guys are you so meant all close the, all the world to us because yeah. of that yeah and uh your, your your parents were instrumental also in in doing the right thing to yeah of course but you, you guys i i'm very close with you and i yeah. don't think other people get that opportunity with their grandparents no so i no, i agree that's um, you've taught me like a parent would it's hmm. obviously my parents did a lot for me yeah. but hmm. i felt like i had four parents almost yeah, yeah. and I, I can understand that because a lot of the times my friends thought we did too much with yeah. you and for you yeah and and but they were missing out not us i think so because i honestly i have friends who don't even see their grandparents yeah. and i can't even grasp that yeah in my head anyway we've got to keep moving guys <laughs> this is what someone has sent in what is the most radical or ridiculous thing that you did when you were young oh because obviously we i would say if i was to describe you two bet is more of the wild child <gasps> and um, I is... can't think of. Well, I wasn't so innocent uh, as a youth. No. No. Tell us more. I used to belong to a youth club, and um, I heard we I heard that there had been a shop broken into in, in the neighbourhood, and because uh, I had to go down and see what what it was, and it was a kind of like a gift shop that sold chocolates and sweets and stuff like that, and uh, I availed myself of the broken window. <laughs> And, and took a lot of the, uh, the stuff that was near the window and I uh, kept it from everybody. And I, I, was, I was flogging stuff off at school. <laughs> Reselling it at school. Yeah, like Mar, Mars bars and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Think smarter, not harder. That's good. Yeah. Oh, that's very naughty. I didn't expect that from you. Well, I was naughty in that regard. Yeah. And that kind of stuck with me because later on in life, I had an, uh, an uncle who was a, a bit of a, not a criminal as such, but oh. he, was, he was a bit dodgy. Right, dodgy uncle. Yeah, dodgy uncle who used to like to stuff to fall off the back of a lorry. Mm-hmm. And uh, he used to kind of um, get me involved and I used to sell the stuff for him. Oh my goodness. And that stuff was watches, perfume, all kinds of uh, tools that you'd use in the home and stuff like that. <laughs> And I was his, I was his fence. Oh no! Yeah, and uh, and he, he got me into selling perfume to the people at work, and and watches. It's not a bad idea. Well, it wasn't a bad idea, but it was it was bordering on criminality. It is criminality. You are yeah. a criminal. 
I'm not a criminal. It's on your no, it's on your record. It's I'm telling the police. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Beth? Well, no, I was trying to think. What um, I I was smoking at a very oh. young age. Oh, oh, not, oh, oh. Yeah, not good. And also, um, I got banned from the um, church youth club because when we were jiving, my skirt went up too high <gasps> and you could see my knickers. Oh, my God. And Linda Fell got chucked out as well. You two. How Terrible. did we get kicked out of the church, church youth club? Church youth club because we Cause jiving you're and our skirt went like that. And that was before my time, before I met Betty. Yes. <laughs> it was in her wild, wild youth. Yes. <laughs> wild, wild youth. Next question is, somebody said, what is one thing that you regret, if you have anything, not doing in your youth? I can answer this as well. Yeah, travel. I wish I had a travel. Yeah, of course. I really, I was too scared to do it on my own. I don't know why I was scared. I shouldn't have been scared. I should have travelled on, done a lot of travelling. You traveling. guys did a lot of your travelling Together. After oh, kids. Together. Yeah. Yeah. After yeah. we had kids. Yeah. After we got married, of course. Yeah, we did a lot of travelling. Yeah, a lot. There's hardly any places in the world that you can go to that we haven't been to. Exactly right. I used to go through the through the alphabet. A. I know. Africa. Africa, America, B, Belgium. You know, kind of, uh, the list goes you know, on. Right, list goes I've on done right it to, with you and I think the only one you couldn't answer was uh, Z. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe done. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what about you, Pa? Something from your youth? You what I wish you'd have done. Well, I wish I'd have done. Yeah. Um, well, I, I wish I hadn't had that reputation of being a, a bit of a fence. Yeah. Uh, I think that, that that got to me a bit. What's that mean, fence? Well, fencing stolen, uh, you know, selling stolen items. Oh, you're not happy Somebody with that. Somebody stole it, then he had to get rid of it to... By selling it. Yeah, yeah, by selling you it. You regret yeah. doing that. Yes, I regret doing do that. Do you really? I do really, yeah. Cause oh. It's kind of a, a blight on my character. It is. It doesn't add up. But I think at the time it's... You... Yeah, it was the nature of things yeah. in London at and that time. And I'm sure time. there was a lot of people doing it. Yes, there were. And I don't think and you should... In the East End. In yeah. the East End of London, it was... there was a culture of that. Yeah, yeah. They had but, a reputation. Know, so I don't think you should worry... Off the back of a lorry. I'll t- I'll do, I will tell you a funny story because I, um, I, I came from North London, which was a bit classy. Well, it's not now, but it used to be quite classy. And your pa was from the East End of London, which is very... Dodgy. Of, very dodgy. Dead dodgy. And um, he took me... He took me to meet his mum. Yeah. Once. I don't I think I only ever met his mother twice before I married him. But anyway, he took me to meet his mum and we were walking we came out off the train. Yeah. And walking down the street to his house and it was uh, Guy Fawkes to October time, you know. Mm. And there was this young little boy sitting at the side of the street with a with a guy uh, with a dummy, yeah, all, all stuffed up like Guy Fawkes, okay, with a hat in front of it. And, Penny for the guy, Mister. <laughs> yeah, that's what they uh, all all the kids used to go. Penny for the guy, Mister. Like former begging, and, but yeah, yeah. No, well, um, they'll get money for the fireworks, you see. And we were walking along, and this little kid went, "Penny for the guy, lover boy." <laughs> and I, I was, thought, because I was holding her hand, you see. 
Oh my god, did you give him the money? Oh, I laughed. I remember <laughs> laughing, thinking, God, I'm, I'm going to clip around the ear. Yeah, good. <laughs> Deserves it. Okay. Oh, mine. What do I regret? I think I regret generally just worrying about small things that don't matter. Yes. Um, worrying about... I got very caught up in high school and... Well, school. Primary yeah. school more so. Stop watching the footy! Pa's <laughs> watching the footy, guys. He's distracted. Yeah, I got distracted by and very involved in matters that... Petty. Yeah, yeah petty. petty stuff. Um, and I definitely think I'm not there yeah. anymore. Oh, so good. I guess I don't, I don't regret it, but it's, yeah, sort of yeah. wish I didn't. Well, that's not, not too bad. No. Regret, regret. Well, I have worse. I used to okay. steal dad's money a lot. It's, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, very bad. But he found out about that, so I was caught red-handed. <laughs> um, we have another one here. Oh, this one's a little bit oh, conceited. <laughs> I swear <laughs> I didn't write it. What's your favourite thing about me? <laughs> what? Uh, apart from your beauty, you mean? Oh, get out. <laughs> I've just dyed my hair brown, everybody. I'm a, I'm a new person. Well, what yeah. was the question again? What is um, Favourite thing about me. Just quickly, Hannah, my friend, sent me a message. She said, Sarah, I love your hair, but new hair, new piercing. Is everything all right with you? <laughs> and I said to her, it's just the... The ritual mid-year switch Where's up from the... me. I do this every year, don't I? Where's, Where's the, piercing? the piercing? Oh, you don't want to know. Uh. It's no, it's it's one I've had before. On your belly button. <laughs> yeah, but it's infected already, so I'm not oh, going to show God, you. No. Don't know why I got it again. Just keep going with the question. Favorite thing about me? <laughs> Favorite thing about you is um. You don't listen to advice, really, about the piercings. No. <laughs> and, and about the tattoos. Yeah. I find that disappointing. Yeah, it is disappointing. Yes, but then... Favourite uh, thing, but not least favourite. <laughs> Please. Uh, uh, um, oh, no, um, you're... you're um, Just think of one. God, you're I, struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I can think of one. Your personality is our favourite thing. Oh, and she's very talented, isn't she? Oh, absolutely she talented. talented. Yes, you, you know, crocheting, sewing, you name it, and, and you have quite, a go. You're quite, quite sporty as well. I mean, yes. you, you play hockey. And... We won our game yesterday. Oh, did you? Oh, you should have been done. there. Oh. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah. good. Yeah. No, you're, you're very... Um, Thank you. You're yeah. very talented in that direction. Yeah. yeah. My favourite thing about Pa is his kindness. Uh-huh. And I think... And it's funny because my favourite thing about Bet is her sassiness. So they kind of, they're opposing. Sassy. But I think when I need it. Yeah. When I need it, you're very kind and gentle for me and so supportive. How do you mean sassy? Oh, she's offended. No, no, no. You're just, you're like me. We just are very similar and we, you know, not hot headed. That's not the word, but we're opinionated and we're. Feisty. Very much so, I would agree. I love it about you. I think you're hilarious. I think Ari thinks that as well. He mm. does. Well, who did he compare you to the other Miriam. day? Miriam. <laughs> Miriam Margolis. Oh. He said she's very opinionated. Miriam Margolis. <laughs> okay. Oh. Not, uh, not her shape, but... No. Not uh, her shape. Her decisiveness and, uh, and uh, forthrightness. We have one more question before we get into yeah. the next and final segment, my favourite segment. Um, and the last question is from someone and they ask how to not worry about the future. So this could be about any time yeah. in your life maybe that you were worried about the future and Didn't. do you have tips on it? No, I, I haven't 
worried about the future because yeah. um, uh, I had a lot of things going for myself. I, I had a, a beautiful wife, <laughs> beautiful grandchildren, and, and, and two talented children, and good fun. Good. Yeah. We were lucky to have such yeah. good fun. Just got to face up. Yeah. And uh, uh, we never think it, it's going to be like get the better of us. We never do that. Yeah. We just dig in and, and sort it. That's what we do. I think I've definitely been worried about the future a lot. And, you know, back with uni again, uni and whatever it was, I'm always getting myself worked up about things. But just to remember that, I mean, I feel like if your happiness is your main concern, you don't worry about much else. Like as long as you're happy, I don't worry about what's going to happen or whatever because I know I've got a lot of strength to just figure it out yeah. as it comes. Before we wrap it up, it's my favourite segment. Recommendation of the week. Got it. Got it. Bet's going to go first. She's I dying am. to tell you. I am. <laughs> Little black pumps from Kmart, $4. <laughs> she has her black pumps on tonight. And I said, they're gorge. Oh, yeah. And she said, four bucks from Kmart. There you go. There it is. There you yeah. have it. What, what's mine going to be? Yeah. Whatever you want it to be. Uh, Do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mine this week is a big jacket of any kind. And oh. when I say that, I think, pa, this like one's more jacket. for the girls. But, well, I'm talking about Dad's leather jacket. Sorry, Dad, I've taken your leather jacket. But I think when I've got outfits, I'm always worried in winter, what jacket does it match, blah, blah, blah. If you just get that one that matches everything, you're set. Uh, you can just chuck it on. Bring it with you everywhere, and you sorted. Right, yeah. that's my answer. Good, that's, <laughs> one. that's a good one. Well, yeah, I like to have a jacket, also, kind of. Like, you can't take my recommendation. No, no, I'm not, I'm not taking your and recommendation. It, it can also be but anything, by the way. It doesn't need to be tangible. I did have a jacket which you nicked off of me. Oh, the West Australian. Yeah, the West Australian. Do you know Australian how jacket. many people say that jumper is so cool? Yeah, I know. It, it used to be. Real cool for me, too. <laughs> Until I lost it to you. What's, what's your recommend? my recommendation? My recommendation is don't show your jackets to your granddaughter. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming on. It means a lot to me. Mother's Day special as well. Sorry, Mum, she's been booted to the corner, but <laughs> my grandparents are just as important in my upbringing. Um, hope you guys got some wisdom out of these two. We've had fun. You've it's had been, fun? We've had fun. That's really it's, good. It's been a good, fun life so far. <laughs> and the podcast. And the podcast. The yeah. podcast has been good? Yes. I'm glad. Okay, well, we will see you next week. Say bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. bye.